Hey, it's Pat. I want to thank you for listening to the podcast. In case you're not familiar with me, I've been helping people retire for over 20 years now, author of the book Save Your Retirement, and host of the Save Your Retirement radio show. Our goal with this show is to provide you with valuable and timely information to help you plan your retirement, or if you're already retired, help you make the most of it. Ultimately, we want to help you use your money to accomplish your goals and dreams and to help you avoid any stress and fear with your finances and instead replace those with confidence and peace of mind. If you enjoy the show, make sure to subscribe so you won't miss future episodes. Also, if you'd like to give us a great rating, it would mean so much to us and it helps get the word out so we can share this valuable information with others. Thank you so much. And now here's this week's episode. This radio show is a paid placement. high inflation, a strained economy, and the fact that 10,000 baby boomers turn 65 every day mean trouble for two important retirement programs, your Social Security and your Medicare. And this is why it's important to act now on your strategy for protecting your income and your future in retirement. We have a lot to get to today. We are so glad you're here with us this is Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. I am Jen Rizak alongside Pat. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists. And Pat, we're going to be talking today a little bit about the strains on Medicare and Social Security. It actually ties in really great with a, an event that you have coming up. I know you have so much going on right now. <laughs> I do. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, we're, we could not be more excited about the event. Um, you know, we had David Walker, the former comptroller of the United mm -hmm. States, or as, as I always say, you know, I don't think most of us know exactly what that means, but basically <laughs> he was like the head CPA for the country, yes, uh, yes. I believe for about eight years. And he's devoted his life uh, since that position to trying to raise awareness for the problems that our country has financially. And so obviously, Jen, I know, you know, we did an interview with him uh, for the show uh, not that long ago. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was awesome talking with him and, and, you know, getting updates from him. Uh, but the reason we were able to do that is because we're bringing him to Columbia and we are just ecstatic uh, that we're able to do that. And it's going to be August 18th. Uh, it's going to be at the Harbison Theater in Irmo. And it's going to be a fabulous event. I mean, he's really the entire purpose of what he does is he talks about where we are as a country, warts and all. And, uh, you <laughs> right. know, what what that means for all of us, because the bottom line is, you know, if someone comes in and tells you for, you know, 45 minutes, hey, the financial situation is bleak. Have a nice evening. <laughs> you know, that's not very fun. Right, right. But most importantly, then uh, he'll start sharing, you know, what he's doing about it for himself. You know, certainly, uh, you know, you and I talk so often about how we're concerned about income taxes. Um, in the future. So he'll be definitely, um, you know, talking about how that looks like that's going to go higher. And then obviously different ways that we can protect ourselves. So it's going to be uh, just an awesome event. It's a one-time event uh, that we have the opportunity to bring him in to the Columbia area. And we just want to, we want to invite all of our listeners. This is a one-time chance to take advantage of uh, seeing David Walker. Uh, if you've ever bought any of his books, he'll sign your book. Uh, he's doing a meet and greet as well. So take advantage of this. If you have friends that you think would enjoy it, absolutely call us to RSVP at our regular number, 803-9-RETIRE. Just let them know you're RSVPing for the David Walker event. And uh, we do have space right now. Obviously, it's a limited amount of space. So excited for anyone that's able to make it. Yeah, such a, a great event and such a busy time of year, really, because, Pat, not only do you have this coming up, it's also back to school time. And, and I know that kind of <laughs> adds a little bit more chaos for for you and Janelle as well with uh, with your girls right yeah yeah I just it's you know it's crazy when it's here right you know I feel yeah. like you know when you and I were growing up it was like you got out of school and it was maybe the end of May it was Memorial Day and then you start Labor Day and now it's like mm -hmm. you know school goes for a while and you take a couple summer vacations and then Janelle says well we got to do the back to school shopping right. and I'm like what on earth are you talking <laughs> Why? about Why are we doing so this? Yes. yeah so that just always blows me away and I know you've got a you know, a big old house full of kids. So you, you've got the, uh, you go through the same thing, but I know they're a little older. So yeah. I don't know if they, I don't know if they care about school supplies anymore. You know, they, they do a little bit, but I'll tell you when I was growing up and I don't know if this was the way your family was, my mom thought the back to school outfit was such a big deal. And, oh. and there was back to school shopping and new outfits for the first several days of school. And we would think about this and plan this out ahead of time so far in advance that I thought it was such a normal thing. Wow. And I feel like it's not. I feel like it's actually not that normal of a thing. But I have found with my own children, I'm not that mom. And it's just, 
I'm not buying you new jeans when it's August. So let's just go to school in shorts, everybody. Right? It's it's just not the same. So I can't say I know for sure what it was like every year when I was a kid, but I remember right as I was reaching that kind of middle school age where I actually started to care. One of the more traumatizing moments of my life was my dad came along with us for back to school clothes shopping, Uh-oh. and so whatever store we were in, he just made a beeline to the clearance rack and was like, "Hey, this forty nine cent pair of pants it looks pretty good to me," no. you know, and I was just yeah it was a lot of stress Jen I mean I I was pretty dorky in school so I didn't need I didn't need my clothes to hold me back anymore too so didn't need that and it is a boy this is a financial planning show talking about the wardrobe for the kids and keeping up with the cost of everything now it is certainly it is certainly something to plan for but again a lot going on right now back to school time and then of course that upcoming event coming up here on the 18th with david walker and as i said it ties in so well with what else we want to talk about here today pat because when he's talking about fiscal responsibility and what's going on with our government and our nation's debt there are a couple of programs that we hear a lot about that are struggling financially and that would be social security and medicare And I don't know if you realize this, Pat, but we're actually very close to the 57th anniversary of Medicare being signed into law by President Lyndon B. Johnson. It was actually late July, but it was around this time of year when that was signed into law. And I have some audio from President Lyndon B. Johnson when he signed Medicare. So take a listen to this. No longer will young families see their own incomes and their own hopes eaten away simply because they're carrying out their deep moral obligations to their parents and to their uncles and their aunts. So, Hmm. kind of interesting that here we are, cut to nearly 60 years later, and I don't know that we have that same optimism necessarily (laughs) about Medicare and the hospital insurance trust fund, we know that could be depleted as early as 2028. So kind of concern, a little bit more concern now about Medicare and the state of that program. Yeah. And I think, Jen, you know, we talk about, um, you know, our country's financial situation. We talk about Social Security and Medicare. Social Security always gets the headlines uh, because it's much more visual. You know, if you get a deposit of $2,000 a month for Social Security and someone talks about it reducing, you're immediately visualizing what that means. You know, how healthcare gets paid for in America is so convoluted and complicated. You know, if Medicare got cut, I mean, no one really actually knows what that means. And certainly, I think, you know, President Johnson, that was really interesting. I never heard that audio before. Certainly, uh, I I think he had the best of intentions. But I would imagine that anyone 57 years ago couldn't have possibly fathomed what Medicare uh, and Medicaid cost, um, Mm. you know, Americans every year right now. And so, yeah, you have, uh, you know, right now we have a $30 trillion debt as a country, and that does not count future obligations like Social Security, like Medicare, which are nowhere close to being funded properly for the future. And of course, you know, I have that long-term planner mindset, so it's always been something I've been concerned about. And again, it ties in perfectly with, like we were, we were just touching on, you know, David Walker coming in and talking. He's the same type of person. He's thinking, we're making all these promises for the future. And I'm sure many of our listeners are thinking, well, it's not only a, a verbal promise, but I've been paying taxes for Medicare and for Social Security for a long time, so you better not cut my benefits, mm, you know? Right. So these things are being promised, they're being taxed, and then, you know, where do those taxes go? And that's these are things that I think anyone that's thinking seriously about retirement should be concerned about. And it's just one more reason I'd suggest, you know, our listeners RSVP uh, for the David Walker event again, August 18th. We have a uh, social hour at six and then he'll be speaking at seven o'clock and then a meet and greet. And uh, you, you can RSVP just by calling our regular number 803-9-RETIRE. Talking today with Pat Struby. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists. That number one more time to reach Pat and the team. And you can certainly register for that event. Again, as Pat just said, 803-9-RETIRE. Focusing a little bit there on Medicare, but I want to turn to Social Security for a minute because we also know that Social Security's trust fund is projected to be depleted by the year 2035. So certainly some concerns there. What does that mean for people who haven't started taking taking their social security benefits and would like to. <laughs> they, would, they would like to be able to do that one day. Yeah, what a great idea. Yeah, it's social security, of course, uh, has been around since uh, FDR. Uh, he famously said at one point, he was asked about taxes. He famously said, 
those benefits would be taxed over his dead body. And the financial advisor joke is that's exactly what happened because long after he died, they started taxing yep. those benefits. Right. And unfortunately, that hasn't um, stabilized Social Security. So we have uh, – we do not – with our baby boomer population so big and uh, coming right through and claiming Social Security right now – you know, there just isn't enough revenue going into Social Security to support all of the benefits that need to be paid out. So it's anyone's guess what's going to happen. Again, I, I always say as a, as a long-term planner, in my mind, I'm thinking the sooner you address it, the better. Of course, that's the exact opposite of what any politician thinks, because mm -hmm. a politician thinks, I just got to get through, I just got to get reelected. And the last thing I want to do is address a long-term problem. Mm -hmm. So so we've been kicking the can, kicking the can, and uh, somewhere, someday, there's going to be some changes to Social Security. It's just anyone's guess as far as what's going to happen at this point. But it's certainly something that we think uh, should be on our radar and make sure we're prepared Right. whether that is lower benefits or higher taxes. Right, right. We do want to be ready for that. And the biggest question for a lot of you is how much do I need to retire? And you think about concerns like retirement programs like Social Security and Medicare, as well as all those other financial factors. It just makes that question, Pat, am I going to be okay? How much do I need to retire? That question is even more difficult to answer when you factor in things like the strain on Social Security and Medicare, right? Absolutely right. Yeah, you know, you work so many years and saving what you can while taking care of your family and your bills. It's a stressful time as you're trying to see if you've saved enough, if you can actually afford to retire. Our team can help you find answers to your questions and create an income strategy, including your Social Security benefits that can help you protect what you've saved. If you're listening right now, you don't have an income plan for retirement, we would like to help you create that plan so you, you know what you'll need for the retirement you've been dreaming about and uncover the main risks posing a threat to your retirement, including inflation, stock market risk, potential tax increases, and rising health care costs. There is absolutely no cost and no obligation for our analysis, uh, but it's just for listeners of today's show. Call now, 803-9-RETIRE, and ask for your retirement income analysis. Once again, that number is 803-9-RETIRE. This is Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. We'll be back. Hello, this is Dave Walker, former Controller General of the United States. The federal government has grown dramatically, promised too much, lost control of its budget, and must restructure its finances in order to create a better future. I agree, David. Hey, Columbia, this is John Farley for Preservation Specialists. You're invited to a one-night-only special event on Thursday, August 18th, as we talk about our country's financial issues and how they may impact your retirement. Learn why it's crucial to take action now and discover strategies you can implement to help protect your future. To register for this special event, call 803-9-RETIRE. After a decades-long mission to promote fiscal responsibility at all levels of government, you won't want to miss what David has to say. Call 803-9-RETIRE. David M. Walker is not affiliated with and does not endorse Preservation Specialists or Kalos Capital, Inc. Preservation Specialist may not provide tax advice and is not affiliated with the U.S. government. Investment advisory services offered through Kalos Capital, Inc. To register for the special event with former U.S. Controller General Dave Walker, August 18th, call Preservation Specialist now at 803-973-8473. That's 803-9-RETIRE. Thanks for joining us today on Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. I'm Jen Rizak, happy to be here alongside Pat. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists, and he is the author of the books Save Your Retirement and The Retirement Secret. What we're going to be talking about right now is how you can create your very own five-star retirement plan, which sounds very fancy, but of course, when we talk a little bit about stars, we're just having some fun because we all know the five-star rating system for hotels and restaurants and that type of thing. And Pat, I'm sure you've experienced this, the difference in the number of stars you might stay at when you're traveling with your wife versus with your kids. You might shoot for some different <laughs> different accommodations there, right? Oh, yeah, that is so true. Yes. And that goes for, you know, how much leg room on the mm -hmm. flight that goes for, yes. you know, the quality of the room. Yeah, there's all different kinds of factors depending on who you're traveling with. That's, oh, that's yeah. very well said. Exactly. And when it comes to restaurants also, uh, because kids don't care. And so you just take them <laughs> to wherever. But, you know, again, I bring it up because we all know, for example, a five-star luxury resort, even if you haven't stayed in many, you know what that looks like, right? You think about the lush greenery and 
the scenic views and the customer service. And then we also all know what that run-of-the-mill roadside motel is like with maybe just one or, or two or hopefully one star. <laughs> but again, we're all familiar with this rating system. And so we want to have a little fun playing off of that here today. Because when you think about your retirement plan, how many stars does it have or would it have when you look at all the things that you've saved and what you've done? How many stars does your retirement plan have? So if we are trying to see how ready we are for retirement, Pat, how do we make sure we have a five-star rating on our retirement? I really like that, Jen. And, and, you know, I can't miss the chance to tell you that my parents were pretty brand loyal when I was growing up. And Days In was our uh, brand of choice. And I remember the first time, I don't even remember why, but I remember the first time we stayed somewhere where they actually had like inside hallways and doorways that didn't go outside. And I, and I thought, oh, wow, this is very special. (laughs) Yeah. So just a little insight in this Ruby childhood, but yeah. yeah, So how to have a five-star rating in retirement, you know, this ties in perfectly with the fact that we believe a well-rounded retirement plan has five key areas. So we want to have a reliable income plan. We want to have a plan for managing your nest egg, which for almost all people nowadays includes helping it support your income plan. We need a tax plan to try to minimize any unnecessary taxes in retirement. We need a plan to address health care and different types of insurance in retirement. And then we need an estate planning strategy. So each of those five components would then hopefully, if those are put together properly, I think to your analogy, Jen, we would have a five-star rating on our mm-hmm. retirement plan. There you go. There you go. Those are the five stars. Again, having some fun with this, calling them stars, but it's really the five key components of that comprehensive plan. And yours, of course, is the custom-built retirement plan. Let's start with that first star that you talked about, Pat, the first step for building that reliable income plan that really has to be the first box that we check off here, right? Yes, that's right, Jen. And so to us, if we are considering something a custom-built retirement plan, it, it needs to have all five areas. And I'll mention two steps here. The first thing is the first step to having a solid foundation to your retirement plan is having an income plan. I don't know how anyone is going to retire and feel confident in that or have peace of mind if they have no idea where their income is coming from. I think everyone would agree with that. So the next thing then is, well, how do we make sure we have a reliable income plan? And we just believe one of the foundational beliefs we have is the first step is having a written retirement income plan. And I know that may sound silly, but it's really that simple because what it does is it starts off and says, okay, well, we need to think about what type of retirement do you want to have? Do you like the simple things in life? Do you want to maybe go camping in a tent, you know, very inexpensively? Do you want to sit in the rocking chair and sip lemonade? Or do you want to have a much more expensive retirement and travel the world or buy an expensive place on the lake to be able to enjoy time where all these different types of styles? And the reason we need to know that is we need to know, you know, how much income you're going to need to support that lifestyle. So once we have an idea of what that looks like, now we can look back and say, okay, what are all the pieces of all the different sources of income you have in retirement. And then those are kind of just the building blocks where we're kind of creating that income plan. And and hopefully it sounds very kind of boring or mundane to have a written retirement income plan, but hopefully that kind of leads us through the idea why it's so important. Right. And and it, it makes perfect sense when you talk about that, Pat, and how important it is to have a handle on what you want your retirement lifestyle to look like so you can reverse engineer it a little bit, understand what it's going to take to have that lifestyle versus here's what I have. Now I'm going to let that dictate what I can afford to do. So it's, a, it's definitely a, an approach that a lot of people might not really think about. When we're talking about that income, Pat, let's talk about where that comes from. What are some of the tools for generating that income in retirement? How do we start getting that money out of our savings? Yeah, there's an old analogy of a three-legged stool of retirement income. And while the stool is changing, I think it's still a good starting point. So one of those legs is Social Security, which almost everyone has some type of Social Security benefit, at least you or your spouse. And that's an important piece of the plan. And of course, we need to consider the health of Social Security, that mm-hmm. which depends on you know your age and claiming status and all those types of things. We need to think about the taxes on your Social Security. That's one key piece. The second one is a pension benefit. And of course, those are disappearing. So if you have one, congratulations. I'm sure you worked hard for it, uh, but many people don't have that. And that puts more pressure on that third leg, which is your nest egg. How do we generate income off your nest egg? And that's why I always say 
20, 30 years ago, there wasn't that much pressure on your nest egg. And now it's increasing and increasing and increasing. And this is why so many people come to us and they're scared and they're concerned about how they can ever retire. So a lot of time is spent on looking at that nest egg and helping you figure out how are we going to generate income off of that. And of course, Jen, we've done entire shows on that topic. Mm -hmm. But the short version is we don't want to be depending on growth, risky investments like the stock market for your income. It doesn't mean that those are bad investments, but that's just not specifically with income in mind. We want to have things like annuities that have lifetime income guarantees, or we want to have investments that pay steady income, like a, a dividend stream or something like that. Those are the things that are going to be much more attractive as we're trying to build that out. And of course, I have to say, if you don't have a written retirement income plan, or if you have one and it was developed years ago, you don't have any confidence in it, this is a perfect time to give us a call at 803-9-RETIRE. We'll offer a retirement income analysis at absolutely no cost and no obligation for listeners of our show to help you see where you're at and give you a chance to see if you're on track for the retirement of your dreams. Once again, to get started, just call us at 803-9-RETIRE. Talking today with Pat Struby. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists, and we are talking about your five-star retirement plan. Just having some fun playing off of that five-star rating system for hotels and restaurants. And the first star of our five-star plan that we need to have is a reliable income plan. The next one is the wealth management strategy. And Pat, I just want you to talk a little bit about the difference between those two things. What is the difference between an income plan and a wealth management strategy? Yeah, so uh, an income plan is kind of helping you figure out how are you going to cover your expenses in retirement and be able to, you know, have that peace of mind to know that you don't have to worry about running out of money. Your wealth management, you know, managing your nest egg investment plan, that is, of course, very different how you are going to actually allocate those funds. Now, this is one of the things I talk about in my newest book, The Retirement Secret. That depends heavily on where you're at in life. If you are 30 years old and starting in your first 401k, your investment management strategy is going to be highly different than someone who's walking into our office who's getting ready to retire in six months and is thinking about how do I take this pile of money and live off of it? <laughs> so, right, so those right. are two very different things. And of course, that's where we always come back to. While it's great to try and get as a good a return on your money as possible, the actual point of saving your money is to accomplish your goals. So that's why any kind of financial professional should always start with a discussion to back up and talk with you about what are you actually trying to accomplish with your money and then helping you figure out how to accomplish that. And of course, so many of our clients are one year, three, five, seven years from retirement, and they're trying to figure out how do I make sure I make the most out of that to preserve the principal and generate as much income as possible. Let's talk a little bit about what's going on with the investment side when, when we're talking about what's going on with our money in retirement. Should retirees still have part of that invested in the market or, or what should we think about there? Yeah, that's, I mean, should a retiree have money in the stock market? That is one of those uh, eternal questions mm. that we get all the time. And it reminds me of um, one of the quotes that I've read before, which is, how risky are stocks? And the answer is, if you're young, not very risky at all. And if you're retired, they actually said it's three mile island risky Ooh, <laughs> because yikes. because it can, bl it can blow everything up, yeah. right? So the key is, again, it may sound incredibly boring, but it's divvying, divvying things up. It's don't put all your eggs in one basket. And it's also what's the purpose of your money. And so we love the idea of kind of having money in three different places where you have kind of the safe guaranteed money that's for emergencies and maybe for things like, you know, lifetime income from an annuity. You have your growth money because we're hoping you're going to be around a long time. So we'd love to have some of your money making 6, 8, 10, 12% a year. And so the market might be appropriate for that, but that's not for income. And then we have a third world that's kind of in between there. It's kind of like a dividend income world where we're trying to generate higher returns than what a, you know, safe and guaranteed can make, but it's really more income focused. And our clients have really loved that. That's really kind of the entire point behind the book, The Retirement Secret, talking through all the ins and outs of those three areas. And we've gotten great feedback on that. But stopping and thinking about what you're trying to accomplish and then what types of tools can be part of that. Certainly the stock market can be part of it. But I'll tell you, Jen, we want to make sure you don't have too much there and it's not what you're counting on for income. Mm -hmm. And that's what we count on. That's why we know when the market crashes, you know, we don't have clients panicking because they're not dependent on that money for today. 
you know, that's money that they have for down the road. And so it's all part of having that confidence in the plan, knowing that you have a plan and knowing that everything's set up properly for you. If you don't have that kind of confidence right now, I would urge you give us a call at 803-9-RETIRE. Be happy to do a retirement investment review at absolutely no cost and no obligation as a listener of the show. Once again, that number is 803-9-RETIRE. This is Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. We'll be back. You've heard Pat on radio. Now you can see him on television. Tune in Sunday mornings during the 7 o'clock news on WIS-TV, Columbia's NBC Channel 10. Pat's new book, The Retirement Secret, is now available. It's a companion to his first book, Save Your Retirement. Order yours right now at Amazon.com. Thanks for joining us today. This is Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists, and today we are talking through your five-star retirement plan. Just having a little fun playing off of the five-star rating system for hotels and restaurants. We're all very familiar with that. And Pat, you know, I think we're all just more familiar with the idea and more comfortable with the idea of planning for vacations than we are planning for retirement to begin with. It's really important to plan for retirement, but we do more vacation planning because we know what we're doing. (laughs) We know what we're doing with that, I guess, right? I think there's that. I think there's obviously the more instant gratification. You know, if you're 10 or 20 years from retirement, planning for retirement that's kind of a slog, right? right? And then there's certainly an overwhelm. You know, I've been doing this for so long now. I've heard so many people say, I didn't know where to start, so I didn't, you know? Yes, <laughs> and so, right, so right. All, all of those things, I totally get it. But that is absolutely one of the cliches is that we spend way more time planning our vacations than our retirement. And um, we're not saying don't spend time planning your vacation, but maybe chipping a little extra time on the vacation, you know, the retirement might be a good right, idea long term. Right. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And, you know, there are so many more tools today when you look at something like planning for a vacation. You can go online. It's so much easier now to go in and do all these things on your own. So it's kind of it kind of makes sense that we do it like this. I mean, Pat, you remember you probably weren't the one booking your family vacations when you were a kid, but we didn't have, you know, Travelocity or Expedia when you and I were growing up. You had to go and uh, do you remember? I actually remember we had this catalog. We had like the Holiday Inn or the Days Inn. We oh, had wow. the actual catalog and you could go through the directory it was the worldwide directory you could find all of them and find all their phone numbers wow that's how we we used to have to do this because i collected them and and i i kept them and i would play travel agent when i was a kid and i'd go through the directory that's amazing yeah so i i remember that but now we have all these websites and you can go and you can pull and you can find discounts and you can find ways to save money and it's totally different now Um, We want to do the same thing with our retirement. We want to find ways to save. We want to find ways to get the best bang for our buck. But it's just a little bit more complicated (laughs) with our retirement plans versus our vacations, right? It is. And I have to tell you, that sounds like the kind of things that my mom would have loved to have done. But apparently Days in probably didn't have a book like that. So they, they was, they, maybe, maybe they had like know. a trifold or something like that. But um, <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, I think of all the different planning and the huge roadmaps that they would bring out yes. and, you know, trace and all these kinds of things. Gosh. And uh, I have to ask my parents how they booked the hotels because yeah. that does sound, now they think about it without the internet, it's kind of kind of crazy right. to think about how, or they how just you did didn't, that. Or they just drove until you found an empty room. Room. I mean, my parents did that a few times too. We just go and hope, hope we that's, found something. That's not the Struby style. We oh. are planners. Yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> well, and then my mom knew what mile marker, whatever historical thing was that we oh, had to go yes. stand by and take a picture of. So. Oh my gosh. Oh, there's just a flood of flood of memories right now. Oh my goodness. Okay, so we have to get back into our five star because we still okay. have three more stars. Oh, goodness. Let's get these stars. We have to talk about the other stars in our five-star plan. The next one is the tax efficiency plan. Again, we're talking about having all of these elements, having that tax efficiency plan. Talk a little bit about what goes into having a strategy to be more efficient on taxes. 
Yeah, so this is really being tax efficient, having a tax plan. This is one of those things, Jen, that that we've always thought had some importance, but as our politicians have been spending like crazy over the years, as our debt as a country has skyrocketed, as the long-term financial problems like Social Security and Medicare haven't been dealt with, this has just been moving up and up and up our priority list. And one of the quotes that I like as a reason for this is, I read this a little while ago in a book, and it said, if you make an extra $1,000 by getting a higher return on your investments, that's a really nice thing to have. You could eventually lose it. But if you save $1,000 on taxes by doing proper tax planning, you've saved that money forever, uh, which is a kind of cool way to look at it. So one of the concepts that we really like to focus on, Jen, is control. And what I mean by that is most of us during our working lives, uh, we'd love to get a raise or get a bonus and make more money and you pay more taxes on that. And that's just the way it is, right? You make money, you pay taxes, you make money, you pay taxes. And maybe there's a little bit you can do with deductions or something. But the bottom line is there's not a whole lot you can do. Retirement is actually strangely completely different because once you retire, if you've saved anything in your nest egg at all, you actually have total control over how much income you're taking and where it's coming from. So you have control over when you claim your social security. If you have pension benefits, you probably have options with that. You have options to save money in your 401k or put it in a Roth IRA, which is taxed differently or a regular investment account. So this is one of the things that we really want to make sure listeners understand is it's about the control of the taxes. So one of the first things we want to do is we want to look at how your nest egg is currently structured because most of the time we've been told just defer the taxes and either A, deal with it later, or B, you'll pay less taxes You know when you're in retirement. And we're finding a lot of people, they actually want to do a lot of stuff in retirement, which means they may not be in a much lower tax mm-hmm. bracket. So maybe deferring everything isn't such a good idea. And as I like to say, Jen, you know, we're all talking about, hey, we're worried about our debt. We're worried that tax rates are going to go up. Well, why are we deferring all our taxes if we think they're going higher in the future? So those are the kinds of discussions we want to be having with people. Those are the kinds of things we want our listeners to be thinking about let's think about not only being smart about taxes today, but also down the road. Yeah, it's just one of those things that we want to be able to think about. And Pat, if we don't think about taxes, we could be in for a rude awakening because you look at things like maybe what you've saved in your 401k, what you've saved up, and you think, that's what I have to spend in retirement. Hang on. We got to remember what's going on with our taxes. We don't get to just have that make up the budget for retirement, right? That's right. And I'll use a simple example. Uh, I was just in, in a meeting with someone a couple of days ago, and they have some really good social security benefits, and they actually have a really nice pension benefit, which we don't see that often anymore. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about, uh, we had set up some of the nest egg to actually have some kind of steady income off of that as well. And I said, you're in a really unique space where we have this really nice kind of baseline. We also run into people where maybe they have one social security payment, and then they have, let's say, a million bucks in their 401k and nothing else. Mm-hmm. Well, it's awesome to have a million bucks in your 401k, but guess what? That million dollars really isn't yours, right? right? Because it's going to be taxed when you take it out. And now here's the scary thought. Well, right now for a lot of people, you might be in, let's say a 22% bracket in retirement. So that means 220,000 of that is actually the IRS's money. Mm. But here's the scary thing. What if when you are retired, you're taking that money out? What if the tax is 32%? Because we have a $30 trillion debt and they finally realize there's nothing we can do about it. We have to start raising taxes. Now, 320,000 of that 401k Mm. is Uncle Sam's and not yours. That's a really scary thought. And that's why we want to be much more proactive about thinking about where you have your money and how do we help you make sure over your lifetime, you're paying as little taxes as possible. If you don't have some kind of tax plan for your retirement, I would urge you, give us a call now at 803-9-RETIRE. We can have one of our retirement planners help you do your tax plan for retirement and help you try and see what are the steps you can take to minimize your taxes after you retire. Once again, that number again is 803-9-RETIRE. Talking today with Pat Struby. He is with Preservation Specialists. We are walking through the components of our five-star retirement plan. We have a couple more stars to get to before our next break. According to Fidelity, Pat, a 65-year-old couple retiring in 2022 can expect to pay about $315,000 after taxes for health care in retirement, excluding long-term care. So this is another thing that we have to plan for. And Pat, as you were just saying, when you look at what we could potentially have to pay in taxes 
plus what we could potentially have to pay in healthcare costs, mm. it's eating away at our savings. So how do we prepare for this? Yeah, I mean, uh, healthcare costs, we all feel it, right? It, they're expensive and they're getting more expensive. Yes, yes. And thankfully, there's the blessing that many of us are living longer. But of course, that means that uh, we have more healthcare expenses and mm-hmm. they may be higher too, you know, helping right. us achieve that longer life. So this is one of those things, there's no simple answer to it. It's part of the income plan, making sure we're budgeting for these types of costs. And then of course, we want to help everyone is different. That's why this is custom built. But depending on your age, when you retire, you know, do we need to be looking at company healthcare? Do we need to look at an individual plan or do we need to look at Medicare and a Medicare supplement? All of those things kind of work uh, with each other. And those are the pieces of the kind of healthcare puzzle that we always look at with all of our clients. Right. And then there's one more piece here, Pat. Not only do we want to overlook healthcare, we want to make sure we think about that as part of our five-star plan. Estate and legacy planning is another piece of this as well, because, Pat, we want to make sure that we have made the right choices with our money. We've preserved it to get us to and through retirement. But then for some people, they want to have something left over for their heirs and loved ones. So talk about where estate and legacy planning fits in here as well. Yeah, that's exactly right, Jen. When we're talking about estate planning, and I'll actually take it one step back from where you went there. I think that most of us, when we think of estate planning, we're thinking of like when I kick the bucket and is there a pile of money or are there assets left over, right? And that's Mm -hmm. certainly part of it. But what I've found is the older I get and the more I talk with clients, they may have things they want to pass along, but most people are just trying to figure out how do I make sure I don't go broke? Yeah. And then I'm happy to let everyone have everything that's left over, <laughs> basically. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So what I always want to point out is the estate plan can have tremendous benefits for you, not just for your family. First of all, there's the peace of mind. So many of us have had family or friends where we've seen the family get into fights or arguments mm-hmm. because there wasn't a clear plan. I'm sure, Jen, you probably know yeah. people. I've had it in my family. It's so sad that money comes between people. And if the plan is done properly, it can help protect from that happening. And then the second point I would make out is the estate plan is very much for you, especially, you know, let's say you're married. Well, an estate plan is going to help protect your spouse. Number one, we want to make sure if one of you passes away or if one of you is sick, that your spouse is protected. And that's usually the biggest priority for a lot of our married couples. But then the other thing is part of your estate plan is making sure you have things like a power of attorney. So if one of you is unable to sign for something, you know, if you have a temporary illness, even that's part of that estate plan, just making sure those basic, you know, legal documents are in order. And so rather than thinking all the way to, you know, oh, what if I live to 95 and then pass away and then what does the family get? Bring it back into like your home and making sure you and your loved ones are protected. That's where I always like to start, Jen, with the estate planning is we want to make sure certainly we want to make sure that, you know, more money goes to your family and less goes to taxes and probate costs and things like that. But what I really want to do is I want to make sure you and your family are protected and safe. So let's just talk real quickly, Pat, about how you can bring all of this together, that five-star retirement plan that includes all of these pieces, the income plan, wealth management strategy, tax efficiency, healthcare, estate, and legacy. Yeah, so uh, we call that comprehensive plan a custom-built retirement plan because we believe that there's no such thing as a cookie-cutter situation, that everyone's situation is different. And the first step to building a plan like that, we call it our five-step retirement review. And we do that because it covers all five of those areas. And for listeners of our show, there is absolutely no cost and there is no obligation to move forward beyond that. It's our opportunity to get to know you, to help provide you with free information, to help you see where you stand. If you've never done anything like that, we would urge you give us a call at 803-9-RETIRE. Once again, no cost and no obligation for our five-step retirement review. That number again is 803-9-RETIRE. We have more coming up on Save Your Retirement, but now it's time for today's Medicare Minute with author and Medicare expert, Tim Hanbury. People get confused about the home health care benefit under Medicare. Medicare does cover home health care. However, Medicare will only cover part-time or intermittent skilled nursing care. This means you may be able to get a home health aid and skilled nursing services provided if it's less than eight hours a day and fewer than 28 hours each week. Other covered services at home include physical, occupational, and speech therapy services, medical supplies, and durable medical equipment. All services will be coordinated by a Medicare-certified home health agency that services your area. If you have an Advantage plan, they may require you work with an agency they contract with. Most times, people call me looking for solutions for services that Medicare considers custodial and are not covered. Things like help with bathing, dressing, walking, using a bathroom, or preparing meals. 
There are short-term home health care insurance plans that can help offset the cost of custodial care and are reasonable in cost. While these plans can be helpful, they are not a substitute for long-term care planning. Please make sure this is part of the discussion with your financial planner. Visit Tim's website, MedicareBlueprint.com, to download a free copy of his book. Or if you would like to talk with Tim, call 803-9-RETIRE to schedule a consultation. To register for the special event with former U.S. Controller General Dave Walker, August 18th, call Preservation Specialist now at 803-973-8473. That's 803-9-RETIRE. Thanks for joining us today on Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. I am Jen Rizak, happy to be here alongside Pat. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists and author of the books Save Your Retirement and The Retirement Secret. And he knows as well as I do in the world of finance, there are things that can positively impact one set of people while negatively impacting someone else at the same time. You think about Mm. that. There's somebody out there benefiting from credit card debt and higher taxes and higher interest rates, but then there's also somebody who could potentially be financially hurt by these things. So I just think it's interesting, Pat, to take a look at it that way and just realize that there's good news and bad news to so many of these things. I want to start with one example from the lending world, for example. And I know this could potentially be changing because I've seen articles both ways, but credit card debt. You know, when credit card debt is falling and that's going down, that is good news for all those individuals who have credit card debt. It's good news for everybody except the credit card companies, right? Uh, that That's one of those examples of good news for somebody and not so good news for somebody else. Yeah, that's right. And I think, you know, we don't talk a, a whole lot about debt because that's um, – we did a um, – Dave Ramsey financial piece uh, mm-hmm. at our church uh, a number of years ago. And they asked, you know, because of what I do, they asked me to kind of be a, a leader of that. Sure. And I, I thought Dave Ramsey's information on getting out of debt is is really, really good. And it's not rocket science. You know, it's something anyone that is in debt can Google that, you know, you don't need yeah. a, a special consultant to help you with that. But yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where one of the tenets of financial planning is you want to try and avoid high interest rate debt. Um, now, a home mortgage is totally different, especially sure. because rates have been so low for so long. And it's helping you purchase a home, which of course has benefits for you for your right. life, but also you have the potential to to grow the value of it. I, I have to throw one more comment in here, Jen, because one of the notes I have for our topic is that spending in credit cards went down considerably last year. I was just talking with some of the other people in our office about you know, getting points on credit cards, right? Mm-hmm. And right. I am a points junkie. And, <laughs> you know, my parents raised me, they were very frugal. And when I went off to college and there was a Discover card, you know, table there, right. you got like a free t-shirt for a credit card, right? <laughs> oh, what a yes. great deal. But my parents taught me, do not ever put a balance on yes. there, uh, you know, unless yes. you're in some kind of emergency. And they said, oh yeah, you can pay off the whole thing every month and you get to keep 1% of everything you spend. And I was like, Free one percent? Like this is yeah. the greatest thing ever. So, so I'm that guy that you know buys a ninety nine cent bottle of water and uses a credit card because I'm thinking, hey, I saved one percent on it. There you so, go. <laughs> so there's, it's like you say, good and bad, right? Yes. You have to know how to use it. Got to know how to use it. And then when it comes to that high interest debt, how do you talk to people about addressing that well before retirement? Because I would think in retirement is really not a good time to be dealing with high interest debt or credit card debt. Yeah, that's a great question, Jen. And I think we see people in so many different financial scenarios. And I know one of the scariest things about talking to a financial planner is kind of exposing yourself financially. Mm -hmm. And you're wondering if they're going to say, like, you know, why did you do that? Or that was a terrible financial decision. So the first thing I will say is I'm 48 years old. And I always tell everyone my entire adult life, I've been a financial planner. And I have still made very foolish financial decisions. Sure. So I don't expect anyone to make all perfect financial right, decisions. Right. So it's it's not, it's a zero fault zone here. So that's <laughs> the first thing I would say. But the second thing is, you know, we have a lot of people that are working aggressively to be out of debt completely in retirement, including not having a mortgage. Um, and then we have other clients that um, decide, you know, based on their lifestyle and things that are going on, that they're going to keep a mortgage in retirement. And, you know, we obviously have to work with our um creating the income for them mm-hmm. uh, for, to make sure they can enjoy their retirement. But yeah, the high interest rate debt, you know, if you have a balance on a credit card, 
that has to be our first priority. We can't start talking about all the fun stuff about what we do with your investments or how to save on taxes and, and avoid taxes. What we have to do is we just have to chip away at that. And so that's just one of those things where it's kind of like eating our vegetables. You know, it's, it's not a fun thing to do, but we all know it's a good thing to do. Right. Yeah. Just one of those things you want to think about. And we were talking about high interest debt, but interest rates in general that's another one in this kind of good news, bad news. It's another one where there's two sides to it. You hear low interest rates referred to as a double-edged sword. They are good news for borrowers and for people who have debt. They are bad news for savers. Talk a little bit about how that works, how interest rates can hit you at different phases of your life. Yeah, Jen, I think this is one of the most stark examples of good news, bad news, because mm -hmm. if you if you actually take it just by the number of human beings that are affected, low interest rates are good, I think, for the majority of people, because the majority of people don't own their home free and clear. They're mm -hmm. borrowing to do that. So if you can borrow, uh, I, was, I would say baby boomers had the worst, the worst possible scenario, the number of them that had a 10 or 12 percent interest rate Ugh. on their first mortgage, yes. which is mind boggling to think about. Oh, my gosh. And I was just listening to a podcast the other day and they said uh, over 70 percent of Americans now are locked in at a mortgage rate of under 4 percent, mm -hmm. which is just uh, incredible to me to think about how low that is. So that's that's a tremendous I mean, if you stay in that house and you actually pay off a 30 year loan over 30 years. You're saving just an incredible amount of money. That could be, you know, a hundred thousand dollars in interest difference for you. Wow. So that's just a huge deal. Of course, think of the other people that are benefiting. It makes homes easier to purchase. So home builders are benefiting, mortgage companies are benefiting from refinances. There's so many people that are benefiting. Well, guess who isn't benefiting? It's the retiree. It's the person who says, I just want to save a million bucks and stick it in a CD and make six percent a year and live off of it. Well, guess what? That's been a long Not time since he's yeah. been able to do that. And so that's a big part of the work that we do, Jen. We have people that come to us and they are being diligent savers or maybe they're accumulating or maybe they're inheriting money and they're thinking, well, goodness, I'm about ready to retire or I'm already retired or I'm five or 10 years away. The last thing I want to do is stick this in the stock market and have to be stressed out about losing half of it or something. So I just want something safe. And that's one of that's the name of the game, one of the hardest things to do right now. Yeah, it's just one of those things that we have to think about. So tell me how you help retirees navigate those lower interest rates in retirement, because it is just the conventional wisdom or the way that our grandparents address this. It's not what we can do when you talk about living off the interest. That is unheard of now. <laughs> now. That's exactly right. And I was actually interviewed for um, the newspaper Investors Business Daily a while back. Mm. And um, it reminds me of that because he asked me, hey, if someone comes into a large pile of money, what should they do with it? And he was expecting a tactical answer. He was, he was expecting a, oh, I like bonds right now or the market or something like that. And I said, well, the first thing you need to do is stop and think about what do I want this money to do for me? And I completely shocked him with that yeah, answer wow. because he, he clearly was not getting that answer from any other advisors. But if you think about it, what we want our money to do for us should absolutely have everything to do. And so I, I always use the example of transportation. So if someone says, what's the best transportation? The obvious answer is, well, it depends on where you're going, mm. right? If I'm going to my next door neighbor's house, technically I could drive, but my yard isn't very big. So that would be really <laughs> silly. And my, you know, my legs work just fine. So I'm just going to walk over there. But I have a college friend uh, who lives in um, Los Angeles. And, you know, I guess I could walk, I could Forrest Gump, right, and get there, I don't know when, uh, or I could drive, but I'm probably going to fly. You know, that's yeah. going to be the transportation that makes the most sense. So when we come back to what do we do with low interest rates, the first thing we need to talk about is what are you trying to accomplish? And so if someone needs an emergency reserve where they have to get their hands on the money right away, well, that's probably going to have to be in their bank account. You know, that's, that's going to accomplish that goal. If it's having something that has safety of principle, but is generating some returns for them. Now we can start thinking about outside the box and thinking about other oh, different places where we can put our money. Maybe some type of an annuity makes sense if the time frame works for you. Maybe some kind of lower risk dividend paying investment, maybe something that's tied to uh, lower risk uh, real estate or something like that. It's paying dividends of three or four or five or 6% a year. So these are the areas that we always say it should never be just about stocks and bonds. There are all different kinds of places where you can put your money. And then if you're saying, well, all I 
I want my money to do is give me income for retirement. Well, that's where an annuity that has a lifetime income on it can come into play. Because sometimes people say, well, what's the rate of return on an annuity? And we always come back to, let's look at what are you trying to accomplish? Are you trying to get the highest rate of return? Or are you trying to solve your income problem? And that's where every single person, that's why we call our plans custom-built retirement plans, because because everyone is different. So we don't say there's no financial tool that every single one of our clients has, because they all have different needs and different goals. And that's where we come back to this. There are a number of different solutions for the current low interest rate environment, but we always want to sit down and talk and figure out what you're trying to accomplish. Yeah, that is such a great point to think about. And there's a couple more. Definitely want to get to this next one here on our good news, bad news. This next one is taxes. And Mm. let's talk about this because, and this takes me back to my reporter days, and this would drive me crazy when I would attend like a press conference and they had announced, here's what the revenues are. And they would always say, oh, it's so great that we had higher revenue (laughs) on, on taxes, tax revenue coming in at a higher level. And that is good news for the government entity that gets to spend it. But think about where that came from. It came from taxpayers who don't get to spend the money themselves. So we know that paying taxes are part of life, but let's talk about the impact on our retirement savings and the good news, bad news on things like tax revenue for the government. Yeah, you had me confused for a second, Jen, because right? you said we're doing good news, bad news, and then you said taxes, and I was thinking, what on earth is the good news about? <laughs> That's how it gets framed, though, in the media, right? It does. It does, yeah. And, of course, the sad thing is you know, they're going to spend more than they take in anyway, so right. um, it's even even that much more aggravating. So, yeah, I mean, the reality is, Jen, that, that we just think that now is the time that we need to be thinking about, we need to be more thoughtful about our taxes instead of just complaining about how much we pay. We need to look at the fact that, first of all, the Trump tax code um, lowered tax rates, and by default, those are going to go back up in the future, number one. And then number two, we need to think about the fact that we have um, so many unbelievable trillions of dollars of debt as a country because these politicians just spend like crazy. And every single expert agrees the only way that can ever be solved is eventually we have to have higher taxes. Mm -hmm. And yet when you put all of that together and you think about how we're told to save for retirement, guess what we're told? Defer all your taxes until you're retired. Mm -hmm. So if we all think taxes are going up and we're deferring all our money in our 401k, are we not creating ourselves the biggest problem for ourselves? So we believe that one of the biggest values we can bring to our clients and the people we talk to is helping them identify these types of concerns with their taxes. And of course, most importantly, building a a plan and creating a strategy to help lower those taxes. And we look at those when we run those projections. If we have someone who's, say, 60 years old, and let's say we assume they're going to live to 90, I mean, if we do proper tax plan, the savings can literally be in the hundreds of thousands of dollars over their lifetime. So this is not a simple little thing. It it could be literally a life-changing amount of savings. And Jen, that's why, you know, when we talk about our five-step retirement review, which is kind of the first step towards building a custom-built retirement plan with us, there are five different areas we talk about. Um, And certainly people like to talk about, you know, how they're going to take income in retirement. And uh, everyone likes to talk about investments. But one of those big, big areas is your proactive income tax plan. We want to make sure that you are aware of the taxes that could be a difficult situation for you before and in retirement and of course most importantly help you build a plan to resolve that so to take advantage of our five-step retirement review including your personalized tax analysis call now at 803-9-RETIRE for listeners of our show there is absolutely no cost and no obligation once again this covers five areas of your retirement including your proactive tax plan Call us now at 803-9-RETIRE. You've been listening to Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. Remember that number, 803-9-RETIRE. That is all the time we have for this week's show. Be sure to tune in again next week for more insights from Pat. We'll talk to you then. Have a great week. Preservation Specialists is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies using a variety of tools. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to safety, security, or guaranteed lifetime income are never referring to securities or investment products. Preservation Specialist is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. 
you should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. Preservation Specialist is not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Securities offered through Kalos Capital, Inc. Investment advisory services offered through Kalos Management, Inc. Both at 11525 Parkwood Circle, Alpharetta, Georgia, 30005. Preservation Specialist is not an affiliate or a subsidiary of Kalos Capital, Inc. or Kalos Management, Inc.